0: You ready? <laughs> <laughs> Let's, Let's start. start. This name of this episode is called Episode Three. Uh, the Big Man, the big man, big man Arrives. arrives. <gasps> wow. I just gave a bird to my. Uh, Someone I know. <laughs> Whispering smack, shooting up Jack. throat to the knife, hillbilly strife. Wiring up me chopper, Kev's done a cropper. less on goat, quoting rhymes he wrote. I'm becoming a celebrity, or a pig let loose in disease. Wiggle your way out of this way, short circuit me wet bum tough guys and tie dye brain drawing. This is all she wrote. Another choking bespoke soot, soot smoker. Wow, I'm just going to say wow. I've really started ripping into the sky. The artificial layer which separates us from the angels and the band the angels. You can't turn on madness, it turns on you. So after a, being a nervous recipient of a punch to the noggin, I'd been a red-faced rat for at least a week and needed Molotov cocktail of drugs. 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 The cause of this? Well, let me tell you. It was the fact that I'd semi-fooled the newest editions of The Village of People. That I was the beguiled actor Gary Bussie. 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 Not Bussie. Bussie. Gary Busey, you you see. Gary Busey, it took until the next morning when they saw me and they called me invisible and I said, I won't be invisible if I wear a face mask, Kevin Hostiles face mask from Field of Screams, then I won't be invisible, I'll have a gorgeous little mask. <laughs> They were pretty damn upset, like little children having mushroom juice poured all over them. And some of them demanded that they get back, sent back to Manila. And I just said, "Man, chill out, man. It's a cool scene everywhere in this town." (laughs) (laughs) I convinced the lovely ladies to stay put, but they didn't seem at all interested in me. A sexy beast of a power man. After a few hours the girls calmed the hell down which allowed me time to make some more plans. One thing I'd had the taste for for some time was stepping on a stage, putting on my massive bright power suits, using my public speaking skills learned at Toastmasters all while motivating losers into good people and being paid wads of granny smiths know what i'm saying so ever since our and i mean my business empire had taken off i needed to tell people how to be successful make money and be uber violent in a powerful kind of way. I can transfer all of this skill, excellent screaming and motivation to the public. I spent at least three days watching videos of Tony Robbins, the ayatollah of kite angles for tips. I spent hours, at least three hours pacing my room, screaming naked into the mirror. Within a few days, I used my contacts to organise some speaking gigs. I was on track and ready to rumble. Location One, The Swagman, a local group of businessmen called Combined Puppets Pty Ltd, had requested me to come and speak to them about making money and living a self-righteous life, I think. Last time I was there I saw a truckloader's career start to flounder. Tough luck grig, touch luck alien balls. Another group which seemed less reputable hired me to speak at the glorious Pancake Parlour and I hadn't been there for years and I couldn't wait to get back there and blow them away. Or when I got there it was no longer called the Pancake Parlour. You know what it was called? Chancake Charler. So I rocked up in Skeledore, which I've modified with another few gun turrets and actual guns in them this time. Me and Stevenson locked up the front of the Swagman on a cool Melbourne night at the foot of the Danny Nongs. I spat on the gateway to the nong sign, put down my leather Uzi holster and waltzed into the reception of the glorious Swagman. Now, I have to admit, the car park, it did seem quiet, so quiet, there were no roaches full of Japanese, and no hot rods with loads of organic winners. When I entered, the place felt different, the vibe had changed. Like many places in the early 90s of recession-ridden Melbourne, the glorious 80s had disappeared like a distant airing of TV shows which feature characters with no arms, no heads, just bobbing along the screen in slow motion. So I entered the lobby, brown lamps, brown carpet, disco music playing in the background, sullen businessmen in old suits and crappy moustaches, awkwardly milling around drinking cheap scotch. All of a sudden, the owner approached His name was Basil de Jong. I kept calling him Basil Faulty, and he just snickered and went on eating his Snickers bar in a quiet, angry way, like he would Wonder Woman-style murder me. He brought me into his office and explained tough times for the restaurant. Since the 80s had ended, and the recession had roared through the outer eastern suburbs like a rabid mongoose, he needed to diversify, and start operating business seminars from the now aging and fledgling swagman. We shook hands, he gave me some cash, and I walked into the restaurant area. The once full thousand seated area felt, well, let's be honest, it felt empty with approximately a hundred pathetic, dirty looking businessmen giving me a dull clap before I started my heroic motivation speech. I turn with my back to the audience, Stevenson putting on cassette of Gaddafi being interviewed in the background on their expensive stereo. stereo. On the big screen behind me, footage of my acquaintance, Stefan Dennis, doing screen tests for the latrine and lizard scene in Infinity Limited. Infinity Limited. Infinity Limited limited infinity limited infinity limited this went on for about 15 minutes or a quarter of an hour i then spun around massive orange power suit sun sunglasses and screaming welcome to this event What you will see before you is an example of a real successful success story. Reach within your brain. You got some answers? I've got the decoder, and we're going to make some answers for all of us. Australian number one, Indonesian secret police number 10. Hoofters, hey you in the front row, you want a chance to live like a champion? Strip your suit down and start a beast life. You're a fat man, do you want the secret to success? I can make you a skinny sprinter within days. Do you think I'm joking? Get out of your clothes, start running on the spot. Drop and give me 50 and make me two kilograms of dog food. After spitting hatred and love for about an hour to an hour and a quarter, These businessmen, I was starting to feel discouraged. I mean, they were just ignoring my commands for them to high-five and nail studded baseball jackets and strip down and wear my combat jacket while sprinting on the spot. At least half of them started to walk out of the massive aging venue. When, all of a sudden, I lost my footing, I started to fall over on the hard wooden floor my legs disappearing underneath me and my ass smashing out onto the floor with the sound of a shattering six boat as I squealed into a five minute squirming on the floor. Well that's when the show actually picked up. (laughs) All the businessmen who were leaving came back pointing at me and laughing as I cried and lashing out at their cardboard swords uh, which I ignited into flames with my triggered pain rage. They just laughed and laughed as I look, yonks into the future and yonks to myself to get me back to something of a more human state. My notes, props and puppets were all strewn over the floor and I'm talking about 25 puppets in total. And in the confusion I just started picking up papers. I lost my balance so I was holding onto a fake dog in the Thunderbox statue just reciting what was written down. I summed up my confidence again and launched back into it. It's like the Karate Kid, but more like a karate adult with the neck of a trooper spider, huh? Alright gents, let's get back into the bank and into the influential emotional speech. At this point, I went back to my notes. Dear Basil de we hereby declare your premises the swagman an unfit dwelling and unsafe for any kind of activity which involves humans. Your failure to pay the rent, pay your staff and wipe your anus has also resulted in us repossessing the property to create a 90s style nightclub, bringing this relic closer to the millennium. The audience just looked stunned. Basil's jaw dropped. The businessmen creeped out, Within minutes, Basil and I had removed the stereo, some filling, some filing, and I threw my Molotov cocktail as far as I could, right up to a couple of hand grenades in the corner. As I left, I saw the once iconic building explode into flames in my rear vision mirror. I burned down Burled Highway, while Basil dijonka gone, caught by the cops, ruined by the cops, and went to buggery in a handbasket. The next gig of the pancake parlour, or Chancake Charla as it was then called, was a very terrible failure. There were only about 20 businessmen and business ladies there, and all the business ladies were dressed in business skirts, and little children spent their time throwing ice cream at my naked torso with their disgusting little toddler ties and. Baby power suits. What a humiliating waste of time. Oh well, I still had the massive nocturnal empire, loads of cash, trucks, thawing bunny of meat, and an army of maca men at my disposal. Well, until next time, rectify my presence in your soiled bathtub, wrecking dinner each night. What a frightening hazard, the future TV king.